Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Hope everyone of you are enjoying this NCAA tournament uh, Wednesday. Hope you all got your brackets filled out and whatnot. Uh, at any rate, thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Burris with the Clown Hour. This is the podcast partner of my sports blog called, called The Clown Times. That's Clown Square with a K, by the way. You'll be finding me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll be finding me on Facebook as well. Just do a search in the upper left-hand corner on Facebook. Just type in the Clown Times again. That's Clown Spell with K. You better find me there. Lots to get into. What was a been a busy week, uh, including like like you know not only up the NCAA tournament, but you know guess if you care about it, the NIT. What's going on right now? A couple of games on ESPN two, as well as the NFL Hot Stove League. You know with free agency and trades that have been heating up. It's almost like baseball because I hadn't seen this many trades. In so long, but uh, anyway, we'll get to that as well with my partner Dwayne Nash, who 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 uh, hosts a show I think on Thursday nights now on, here on Blog Talk Radio called Sleazy Radio, as well as um, the Yard slash HBCU Sports, who wraps about all things HBCU Sports. Uh, he'll be joining us momentarily, uh, but as you know, as as we proceed. Um, you know, again, you know, this, this is the tournament starting up, and um, I just want to get one thing off my chest right quick. If you – and I'll get into a Twitter beef I had with someone briefly like a couple of days ago. Or could have been yesterday, but it doesn't matter. But if your team doesn't make it, well, first of all, it annoys me that sometimes fans of teams that did not make it, you know, will gripe and complain and cry about it. Some – now, some of whom have the legitimate gripes, okay? For example, Notre Dame was the last team that was left out, if you will, or the first team won the first four out. Maybe the first the first four that was out. Uh, and what becomes kind of funny later, it was because, like, Davidson, who was one of the quote-unquote bit stealers from the Atlantic 10 who upset uh, Rhode Island in the uh, conference tournament championship game, the Atlantic 10, which is a pretty good basketball conference, by the way. Uh, see St. Bonaventure's victory last night over UCLA. Um, nevertheless, uh, Notre Dame was, a short, was on the short end of the stick, as was USC. Uh, so basically those two schools, you know, USC finished – I mean, how did they – like could his team finish second in their conference? Albion was a bad Pac-12, but that's not a hero there. But gets left – somehow gets left out. That I, I – 
you know, I, I, I can't explain that. And I, and, and, and I also can't really explain how in the hell Syracuse got into the tournament, whereas Notre Dame, the aforementioned Notre Dame, who not only has, I mean, sure, Notre Dame doesn't rank, doesn't have the same fancy metrics as uh, Syracuse does, but, you know, you know, the thing is that Syracuse did not look like a good team or a consistent team most of the year. They're so consistent, and Notre Dame, you know, has um, – Oh, by the way, be, like before I carry on, I thought Dwayne Nash is joining us. Hey, D, uh, I was just I was just in the middle of a rant uh, about team about fans complaining about their schools that I make it, but just hit me out right quick and I will get right to you. But until then, oh, what's up? How you doing? Right, real quick. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, but basically, um, I was saying I was I was going to say that, I mean, you know, Syracuse somehow got into the tournament, but somehow Notre Dame got left out. And what was more egregious about that was Notre Dame beat Syracuse, and you know, you know, without the injuries to Bonzi Colston and to the point guard, I forget his name, but they were a top ten team early in the season where all were healthy, and to the point where you know they won Maui, they beat Wichita State to to win the Maui tournament, and everything else, and and it just went up, fell apart because of course they won, their mama got hurt. And then, you know, Notre Dame made that charge back, you know, when uh, Bison Colson came back. But, you know, of course, they fell short. And, and I can't understand why in the hell Oklahoma and Texas have gotten there. But I'll get to them in a moment as far as snubs and that thing. But I was, I was basically saying there's a guy who I had like a kind of a Twitter beef uh, about some like okay. um, uh, uh, major schools. His name is Andy, uh, what's his name? Andy Glockner. I guess he's some type of, like, VP uh, marketing operations guy, whatever the hell that is. And <laughs> some company is supposed to be, like, a, a speaker at the MIT Sloan Conference, which kind of sucks because I actually like, used to like going to him when I did go. But anyway, he started ranting about Middle Tennessee State, trying to make the case for them to get in, even though – they did not win any of their uh, like big out-conference games. You know, they lost to Miami and I think a couple other schools. And meanwhile, their claim to fame was that they beat Western Kentucky twice. I know, right? But at any rate, his argument, you know, you, 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 know, you can see his, his, his Twitter thread. He said, like, on the 11th, which was like Sunday afternoon, I guess. And... <laughs> He he said in one of his tweets, you know, because they lost Murray State as well. He said, "Do you realize how many major conference teams would go to Murray State and lose? It meant nothing. They lost one dumb game in overtime in the tournament in the league. They already won, and that's that." And sure, he goes on about the high RPI that Middle uh, Tennessee has, thirty-three RPI, which is pretty good. Yeah, and you know they you know they had a decent like like a you know in conference schedule. Um, had a good non-conference schedule, but the problem was, again, they didn't win any of those games. But get this, like this guy said, he like uh, like they performed incredibly well against, even though they lost. Again, they lost all those games. So he went on to pick on Florida State, who played one of the worst non-conference schedules in the country. Did mm-hmm. he forget that Florida State beat Florida at Florida yes, by did. double digits? 
Yeah. Did he not pay attention to that? Or I guess he was too busy jerking off about Minnesota State. But at any rate, um, <laughs> and get this, he complained, oh, the fact that they beat UNC, they beat Florida State, beat UNC by one and Clemson by two at home. They're both wins, idiot. <laughs> exactly. Is the, the key word is that they're both wins against two top wins. 15 uh, teams. Yeah. And look. And look at this. And this is this is what this moron said at the end of this particular tweet. If you put quote, if you put Middle Tennessee State's name on top of Florida State's resume, they probably end up in the CBI. That tells him one of two things. He had not he has not watched any lick of ACC basketball. Number one, and number mm-hmm. two, he which means number two, he's stuck in this non-conference bubble. Some some people in the, in the in 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 the political world would call him a oversensitive liberal, but you know, it's not a this is not a uh, this is not a political show, and maybe he's conservative. I don't know, but but uh, but that doesn't matter. So here's what how I responded. I said, well, okay, dude. First of all, Bill Tennessee State did not beat anyone who's worth a damn out of conference. Stop it. Here's his reply. They had three top, and this is where it gets this is get where it gets gets uh, real hilarious. They had three top fifty RPI wins, two in conference over good Western Kentucky University team. Yeah, that's debatable, and lost neutral site games to Auburn, Miami, and SC USC Southern by fourteen total points. Get this, miss me with the they didn't beat anyone. They didn't. Uh, the only reason Florida State beat anyone was they got home games and won by one or two. Again, this idiot uh. didn't realize that they beat Florida on the road. The Seminoles beat Florida on the road by double digits. Florida would beat the crap out of this Middle State team. So basically, he says they lost three neutral site games by 12 14 points, as if that should be a badge of honor. They lost those games. <laughs> they lost those games. So anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> not just what I said. This and this is this is my response. I said, "Hey, dude, I got news for you. They still lost those games. Close losses do not equal wins." And I kind of went off on him by crowd. I said, "Who are you, Skip Bayless?" So <laughs> you can miss me with that. So. Remember you like you know when you know that you have a dumb argument, you have a losing argument. What's the first thing that people normally do when they have a losing argument? They name call. So this is what of this course. dude came back with. Dude, Uh-oh. this is it. This is Andy Glotner again. Quote, dude, you go by clown child on Twitter, and you want me to take your opinion seriously? All right. So basically, I'm gonna look for my response to that. Uh, hold on for a second. Don't have it up here. But anyway, I kind of, uh, I kind of like, t- I took it to him right quick. So let me just scroll down. Can't believe I had this damn thing up. But anyway, I'll, I'll just paraphrase what I told him. I told him, look, man, you can go with the name calling if you want, but here's the deal. And I told him, and I probably made him mad when I said this, but I said, follow me now. You in Middle Tennessee State did not win those games. And stop it with the uh, and I told him to stop it with the middle, the uh, mid major argument because you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> that was the last time the thing I told him. So 
you know, the th- you know, the thing is, is I still to say this. If your team didn't make it, chances are because they stink or they didn't play a good enough schedule or they didn't beat the right people. Because a lot of things is this. And, sure, I get that the big boys, and I'm renting now, so please forgive me, but I'll give you the floor in a minute. No, not but a problem. The, I, you know, hey, I do it on your show all the time. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm like, I understand that the, the system, the quote-unquote system, favors the big boys. I get it. Because a lot of the power, the power schools will not go to the mid-majors and play them. They only have the mid-majors play them at their place or a neutral site in, like, some preseason tournament or whatever. I get that. And they're totally right about that. However, if they do schedule big out of conference, which is commendable, you have to win those games, especially if you're in a one-bid league. You have to win those games because you know why? I know, again, I know it's skewed unfairly, but to quote Stephen A. Smith, fair is where they go to judge pigs. That's life. <laughs> Deal with it. Again, you set up the, if you schedule aggressively, you have to win those games. See Rhode Island, for example. Rhode Island won a lot of those games. Yeah. You know, Rhode Island beat some good teams out of conference. That's why they got an at-large bid despite losing the A-10 uh, tournament final to Davidson. You know, that's why Rhode Island got in. That's why some years Gonzaga gets in if they don't win a conference tournament because they schedule aggressively and they beat those teams. Period. It's not hard to figure out. Just win the games that count. Win the big-time games out of conference. Again, especially if you're at a disadvantage in conference. Let me give you one more example. One more example. St. Mary's. St. Mary's Mm -hmm. beat Gonzaga. That's the only game that they get hang their hat on. Because you know why? Their out-of-conference schedule was ranked at the 200s. So they didn't play anybody out-of-conference. And you know what? They lost to BYU in the conference semifinals. And that bit him in the ass. That course, yes, they did. went from a possible nine seed to out of the tournament altogether, and deservedly mm-hmm. so. You can't just rely on beating Gonzaga every year and not play anybody worth a damn at a conference. That's the that's the that's that's the moral of the story, folks. If you play, if you if you're in the one big one or two big league, especially the one big league, big league rather, you have to not only schedule aggressive, but you have to win those games. Period. End of discussion. No one's in the game. No one's in the business of almost winning or coming up short. You got to win those games. So, like, to idiots like Andy Glockner and all the mid-major <laughs> babies who crying about the team not getting in, you got to win those damn games. Period. I'm discussing. I, I don't know why I had to tell that to an adult, but you had, they have to win those games. Period. End of freaking discussion. Rant over. <laughs> well, you and I both know everyone likes to make an excuse, especially for their team, man, for whatever reason. Well, not yeah. for whatever reason, but maybe yeah. is everyone likes to root for their team, and everyone has an excuse lined up when their team doesn't win. Just like you said, you mm-hmm. have to win the game. And it's not just if you schedule aggressively in, in, in out of conference game, but you must win your tournament. Exactly. That, that you must do. Because even if yes. you schedule aggressively, and you win a game, just one game, case in point, uh, uh, St. Mary's, you still going yeah. to have to win your conference tournament. Matter of fact, don't leave it in the committee's hands. Take it out of their yeah. hands. 
if you, if you, you play competitively in your aggressively scheduled conf, out-of-conference games, and then you win your conference tournament. See Texas Southern, a team that started out 0-13 yes. this year. Exactly. Had a, couple of, exactly. had a couple of close games out of conference against a, a lot of Power 5 conference opponents. Then what happened? They, they, they had a blessing um, in, in grappling, uh, not uh, being able to um, do well in their APR, meaning that they couldn't participate in their post-season uh, tournament. They get the number one seed, and they dominate the SWAC, and they get in with a sub-500 schedule, and they do what? Boom, boom, boom. Become the fifth team with a, a sub-500 record to go ahead and win a uh, a tournament game. Yes. Yes, so exactly. That's what you do. Like you yes. said, you've got to win the games. Your boy said the best tournament was to the best. You play to win the games. You, 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 you play to win the games. To, you have to schedule aggressively, especially, like you said, if it's a one-bid conference. Be competitive mm-hmm. in those games, at least. If you don't win any of those games or you come out and win one, you've got to win your conference tournament. You don't win your conference tournament, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't. Because exactly. you know what? You got, no you got other power five you have other power five conferences, the other power five conference teams that you're gonna to have to weed through and impress the committee and, and say that my resume is better than theirs. Which chances are that's not gonna be the case because they play within the conferences that they play in. It is what it is, bro. Dude. Dude. They Middle Tennessee State lost to Marshall twice. That enough should get you unconsidered. Like that, that, that alone should get your ass off the bubble and out of the Yeah, that's just that's just inexcusable. Again, you have to to quote Marvin to 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 to, to uh, quote Hermet was your point. You had you played to win the game. Hello, <laughs> you've got the uh, hello part. Uh, you have to win. <laughs> you have to win those games. Okay, okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> Next. Um, but speaking of teams that didn't get in or got in, I was just on a, I was just on like 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 in the middle. Of, I was, you know, I was going from one rant to another, to back to the original rant. But basically, I have a problem, a big problem, basically with Notre Dame not getting in, or Oklahoma State mm-hmm. not getting in, but Oklahoma yeah. and Syracuse getting in. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State not only beat Oklahoma the last two times they played them, they beat Kansas twice. Yeah, they beat West Virginia. They beat mm-hmm. Baylor. They beat uh, TCU. Uh, they have a lot of great win- – I mean, the Big 12 is supposed to be the baddest conference on the planet, right, them in the ACC. So, mm-hmm. like Oklahoma, they finished 8-10 and 10 in their conference. But unlike Oklahoma, o- o- like Oklahoma State did not fall to down the stretch. Yet, Oklahoma gets, somehow gets in, I think, because they want to see Trey Young play. One final time. That's that's, that's why I think, that's why I think one play that they that they let Oklahoma in. I don't understand for life of why they let Texas in. I don't know why Texas in the damn tournament. And going back to Notre Dame. Because look, I get that Syracuse has a better RPI than Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But Syracuse played like Oklahoma down the stretch. They lost to Boston College like right before the tournament by 15 points. And if it wasn't for for a Syracuse beating Clemson at home, they would be out of the tournament right now. 
It'd be Notre Dame yes, would be in their place. I really believe that. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, is this man? Is that not only did, did Notre Dame as a full healthy squad with Bonzi Colson and company, what, they were a top ten team while they were healthy. They won the Maui tournament. They like they beat Wichita State to win the Maui mm-hmm. tournament. And when they came, when Bonzi came back, they started winning more games to the end of the season. Nick failed the they all they could have beaten the, the Virginia, but once again, gotta win those games. Steve mm-hmm. Louisville losing a six point lead to to Virginia with point nine seconds left, which I've never seen before in my life. Um and then not only but not only did Notre Dame look better healthy with a healthy squad, they beat Syracuse. <laughs> so they took the team, the committee took the team over the ones that they that, that they lost to who also didn't play as well as uh, Notre Dame down the stretch. It, it just – it's almost as if they, re, like, relied on the RPI. And, again, I get that Syracuse has better wins than Notre Dame, but Syracuse just – if you if, for those who paid attention, they, they know that they didn't look the part. They were like Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a lot of good wins, but mm-hmm. actually better wins than Syracuse. But they look terrible down the stretch. Horrible at the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and again – I think they they let Oklahoma in just to see Trey Young. I think that they let Syracuse in because they love themselves, Jimmy Bayham. You know, Jimmy Bayham is like Bishop, man. In the movie Juice, yeah, <laughs> Juice. Dude has the juice. I mean, he he could get away with like Bishop. He could get away with killing somebody, and you know, until Q gets him in the end. I mean, <laughs> everyone loves Bishop. Everyone loves Jim Bayham. I mean, he has the juice. I mean, you should change. I mean, we should change the juice poster, movie poster, to like from two parts to like Jim Beheim's face right there in the point face of Bishop. That he's Bishop. He's the Bishop of college basketball. That, <laughs> that very well could be the case for, for for Syracuse because I can't think of any other reason. But there are other schools as well who are left out, and I know exactly why they were left out. And, and with one of those teams being Oklahoma State. You add in Louisville and USC being Southern California uh-huh. and not South Carolina, they all have one thing in common, and it's three letters, and that's FBI. You take away yeah. that um, that investigation, possibility that Syracuse doesn't get in, and it's a higher possibility that Oklahoma doesn't get in. But you're right. For those two reasons alone, the America, well, the committee wants America to see Trey Young. Because they yeah. lost that on Ben Simmons last year. So, you know, you got to go ahead and make that up. And then it, it made it easier for them to make that decision because of the FBI investigation. Now, of course, they couldn't leave out the likes of Auburn because of the, the, of the right. that Auburn had, you know. Right. They couldn't leave them out. With, you know, with, with, with USC, Oklahoma State, and Louisville having right. the issues that they had this past season, you just gave them an easy reason. Especially with Louisville, you gave them a real easy reason to keep them out and allow the likes of Oklahoma and 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 Syracuse into the tournament. It is what it yeah. is, and that's the thing. It is what it is, brother. You're right about that. I, I just think that it's unfortunate for. Um, I mean, look. I mean, it's really fortunate for SC because they got screwed. They got yeah. screwed royally. They finished second. How the hell you finished second in the Powell Conference in the regular season, 
and get left out. How does how does how does that happen? And they played for the conference tournament championship. They yeah. played Arizona in the conference championship, and they still did not get in. I I don't understand that. I really don't. I'm like seriously. I couldn't tell you. Oh. That's, those are the only things that 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 I see as as the reasons for why it didn't happen, man. It's it's just insane that that was the reason why. Oh, I I I don't get it, but I I really don't. Um, but I'll say this: we've seen crazy things happen. Some of these teams from the playing games going to run. I lost Syracuse a few years ago, like like was it 2013 or something like that, when they went to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, and Malcolm, you know, they beat Virginia, who dominated them the, in the regular season. Uh, Malcolm, led by Malcolm Brogdon, um, last year's Rookie of the Year in the NBA. Um, also, was who was it? Uh, George Mason, were on that run uh, as a play. I, I think they were. They were. I think they went in as a, one of the playing teams from that large bid. As well as Wichita State, were on that run, uh, which actually they became a household name after that run a few years ago. Um, so it happens. It can happen. And who the hell knows? It may ever happen again because Syracuse has talent. Arizona State has its talent. St. Bonaventure looked pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, last night. It might be so, St. Bonnie's that, that end up making that run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're one of those teams, man, that, you know, they have some decent wins as well. They were one of those bubble-ish teams that, didn't get the bubble pop, and, but that's a that's a good team. They're not middle teams in state, so they're a good team. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll stop being funny. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, I think I mean the St. Bo- Bonaventure won the first conference team, the first uh, NCAA tournament game since 1970. So good for them, good for the school, uh, good for the Atlantic Ten, really. So this should be exciting, which leads us to the main tournament. So I hope you got your yes. brackets filled out, bro. How I, many brackets, I do. Well, first of all, how, like how many, like how many brackets do you have filled out? You know what? I only have one filled out. I'm I'm still trying to well outside I of course we do one for <laughs> for for CG Sports. So um, there's another yeah. one that we do as a group for the show, and and I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Coach, coach, coach is slipping. I don't know what the deal is. So normally I would have you know two, and then of course the one for 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 CG Sports. But I've only done two, and that's the one for the show and, and one for uh, my job, man. Because it was going to end up being, you know, a repetitive bracket, and I don't, I don't right. I, I I just didn't want to go ahead and waste my time by doing that. And I'm surprised no one else sent me an invitation. I'm shocked, but you know, I'm I'm Mr. Fifty anyway. I normally um, do relatively average when it comes to to picking with the tournaments, man, because. Of the upsets, I always miss the upsets. I always get the seedings right with upsets, but I don't pick the teams to do it. You know, and then of course, I, I, I try to avoid chalk, man. But my 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 brackets always end up chalky, so I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna waste too much money, man, and just go ahead and just not do it up this year. So, it is well, it is. you know what the thing is, it's the same reason why I no longer participate more than one or two fantasy leagues anymore. I just don't have the time. Being the dad nah. of an eight-year-old, now an eight-year-old boy who has lots of activities going on outside of school, and plus I get tired of these since I'm a bit older now. Uh, I don't have the time. I'm just, I'm just too lazy. 
I mean, I'm in other, I'm, you know, I'm in other pick'em groups, but I'm using the same bracket. <laughs> so ah. basically, I'm using the same bracket in <laughs> two or three different groups. So I just don't have the energy. I was like, look, here's my one. I'm done. Uh, but anyway, let me let, let me give you my final four picks, bro. Okay. I have South. I have Arizona beating uh, UC Cincinnati to go mm. to the final four. Okay. I have out of the East. I have I'm sorry, the West. I have Carolina, unfortunately, beating Gonzaga in the rematch of last mm-hmm. year's championship game to 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 represent the West. I have Duke. And you're gonna laugh, but you know what? I figured, what the hell? I gotta pick one upset, right? I have Duke mm-hmm. beating NC State to win the Midwest. Interesting. Which means okay. I have NC State beating Kansas in the mm. second round to go to the Sweet 16 to beat Auburn. Um, and last but not least, in the East, I have Villanova beating Purdue, which is probably one of the more chalky, if you will, brackets I thought of brackets that I have to win the East. And from there, have Arizona and Duke in the final game with Duke winning, eighty to seventy-five. Just oh wow! <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Like I said, man, you know, I didn't want it to be too chalky, and I know because of my former fandom of Duke, <clears throat> it's it's still a little bit in there. It's about maybe. Mm-hmm. Two, somewhere between two to five percent. I like to yeah. see them do well, but I don't necessarily root for them, and I don't defend them, and I'm not outwardly rooting for them. I'm not walking around wearing royal or white, nah. But it, it's still a little bit in me, man, and 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 I can't get it out. But at the same time, I understand what their strengths and weaknesses are, and because mm-hmm. of that, you know, for the past couple of years, when I've kept them out of my final four, even though it was. You could you could put up any, uh, any reason of why they should be in there, but my final four is as 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 follows: uh, Virginia, um, UNC, okay, uh, uh, Villanova, and mm-hmm. Michigan State. Wow, Michigan and State. I have that's good. Pick. Yeah. And I have Villanova and Carolina moving on to the finals with Villanova winning. Um, God, I had the, the total score of 152. So it's about maybe a, 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 a 2.4 point difference in the final with both teams scoring in the 70s. So you're going with the rematch from two years ago. I am. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice. That was one of the best games I've seen. Um, yeah, oh, that last minute bucket, for that last second bucket, yes, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, because me and you, you, we, we, you and I are two, uh, two cats of a certain age. So we both remember when Villanova won their first championship against Georgetown in '85, well, when they could not miss from the field. I remember it both. Uh, it, well, it, it took for me to get older to really enjoy that game because, of course, as a child growing up in D.C., yeah, if you were oh, in the college yeah. basketball, yeah, yeah. you were in the Georgetown. So, you know, that was around the time right. I was eight, nine years old, so well, nine, ten years old. Yeah, man, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was a sad day to see G-Town lose that game. But in retrospect, man, the way that both teams shot the lights out that game, in Especially Villanova. Villanova showed up 80% from the field. Yeah. 
And, and G-Town wasn't far behind them in, in terms of the percentage. Yeah. I can't remember what it, what it was off the top of my head, but, yeah, they shot relatively closely, and, and, and they both shot the lights out that, that night. Yeah, they did. And Pickney is still living off of that. <laughs> yeah, he is. From uh, Villanova. Um, yeah, I mean, my thing about the man. I was waffling back and forth between I, – I thought that UVA and Arizona were the two best teams – or the two best teams in the southern region, in the south region, right? Because mm-hmm. that Arizona's big man, Aiton, I think his, his name is, his last name, that kick yes. is a beast. He's a yes, he beast. Is. He's a beast. And looking at the brackets, I'm like, Arizona is so undeceited, it's not even funny. But 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 I guess they paid for playing in the terrible Pac-12, which is not their fault. But no. you know, I guess they held. I guess the committee held their loss to NC State in, like early in the season against them for some reason. I you know I don't know. But Arizona is woefully underseeded, and I think whoever wins that Virginia Arizona game will represent the South. Because yeah. I think as much as I like UC. As many times as I've seen UC play, University of Cincinnati play, they're a carbon copy of Virginia. And if you're a carbon copy of the number one team in the country as far as defensively and toughness, mm-hmm. you got to be able to score. UC can't score. They, they can't score, at least not consistently. But what helps them, what helps the Bearcats is that they don't play anyone worth a damn until this week 16. And if they, <laughs> even if they face Tennessee – Tennessee, I mean, they had a good year, but I mean, they're not all that. So they sure. could they 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 could easily out tough Tennessee to get to the to the Elite Eight, which is where I think they'll meet their doom either against Arizona or Virginia. Uh, so you see that you know the the ceiling to me is the Elite Eight, and you know if you go to the uh, what the hell the the West region, it's almost I mean. Carolina has such like a big time cakewalk to the Elite Eight. It it seems it almost seems as if it's not even uh, funny. You're right. Is that that bracket for them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the bracket. I mean, oh, Carolina's out <laughs> of the bracket. They get the winner of Providence and Texas A and M. Seriously, and then they get the winner of like possibly Michigan, San Diego State, and Houston. Carolina beat Michigan by double digits earlier this year already. And they're, a better, yes. they're still a better team than Michigan. I don't care if Michigan won the, Pat, they, they, like won the Big Ten Conference tournament. They're and still better you. than Carolina. They're still better than Carolina. Michigan, so, I don't know if Michigan gets past Houston, to be serious. You know what? If you ask me. You make a good point there. Houston, Houston's good. They don't think yeah. Houston is hell, but they're good. And they, they could have beaten UC in the, in the, in the, in the American Conference, Conference uh, Championship game. Um, yeah. But – and plus, if you look further up the bracket, Xavier is a, to me is a laughable number one seed. You you don't lose to Providence. I don't care how good the Big East is. You don't lose to Providence if you have a shot to play Villanova in the possible revenge game in the Big East tournament final. I mean, you you don't and, and you don't do so by coughing up a fourteen point a fourteen fifteen point lead in the second half either. That's what Xavier did. So I thought that would cost them a number one seed, but it didn't. Maybe it goes to show you how like even college basketball is this this year. But Xavier doesn't impress me. They're good. They're very good. Don't get me wrong. But that was mm-hmm. a number one seed to me. 
which is why I had them losing to Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Carolina, to me, Carolina and Gonzaga are the two best teams in the West. They're the two best teams, like they're the two best teams in the Western region, and Gonzaga's undefeated at number four. They're woefully undefeated. They're just like Arizona. They're they're very undefeated, especially given Gonzaga's body of work. I mean, they they, they had a damn good outcome of the schedule, and they won a lot of those games. You paying attention, Miss? So I I think it'll come down between Carolina and Gonzaga. The Midwest, I wasn't sure about Michigan State. It's like I was waffling between Michigan State and Duke. Because, you know, Uh I'm Izzo. Duke comes alive in in March, most marches. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what I took it to the No matter how bad his team is, they represent in March. How good his team is, they, he usually represents well in March, which is why I had a hard time picking Duke over Michigan State in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 Bagley's a beast, man. Marvin Bagley for Duke. I don't see anyone stopping him. I really don't. The only person who can stop Marvin Bagley is Marvin Bagley. And plus yeah. they got Wendell Carter, like, as a rim protector as well, swatting shots and everything else. And as long as they play, the team will play uh, uh, Grayson Allen at the point guard spot, good things happen. If he doesn't do boneheaded crap in the game, that is, like, all right, hip checking cats and tripping cats and everything else. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think Kansas, Kansas is the top seed in the Midwest. I don't see Kansas. I, Kansas just doesn't impress me much. That impressed me all year. They live and die by the three. They, they won twelve only because the rest of the Big Twelve is too scared to take it from them. And you know, I mean, because it, I mean, like Kansas lost at home to Arizona State. They lost at home to Texas Tech. They mm-hmm. got swept by Oklahoma State in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, when is when is the last time that's that, that's happened? So they're very vulnerable. They're very young, with uh, with uh, with the exception of their point guard. Uh, but they live and die by the three, and uh, I, I don't see them advancing far. I, again, I have NC State beating them in the, in, in the, in the second round, or in the round of 32, as they call it. But um, the same with Auburn. Auburn doesn't impress me a whole hell of a lot. So I got, you know, basically the winner of the Michigan State-Duke game in the Sweet 16, we're, we're in the Midwest region. And as far as the Eastern region goes, I think Villanova is one of the – I think Villanova is the best team in college basketball. Even though I had to lose to Duke in the Sweet 16, go figure. But I, I think Villanova's good. I've seen them play quite a few times this year. Their backcourt is crazy nice. Um, and I don't see anybody in the East beating them, basically. Uh, I really don't. So and neither I, do I. That's why. And I, and I, I mean, we share a brand on the Villanova pick, most definitely. Yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I just think if Bagley, as long as Bagley doesn't stop Bagley, I, I, Duke's going to be pretty with, with, with that three-point shooting to go around Marvin Bagley eating down low. They're going. They're a very hard out. This in this tournament, they're going to be a hard out. But yet, to your point with with uh, Villanova, you look at this out of the bracket, man. Okay, Purdue may be able to beat them, but we know <clears throat> Purdue is beatable. Um, right. God, Wichita State may give them a run. Murray State may surprise teams, but 
mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't I don't see it. I, I really don't. I mean I like the guard out of yeah. Alabama, but I don't see anyone on this side of the bracket that is a threat to to me for uh, Villanova, and that's why, like I said before, I have them moving on. But to answer your question about Kansas, I had yeah, I did have State moving on over uh, Seton Hall. God, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had State beating Kansas. I had Auburn beating mm. Kansas. Auburn's that's good. That's who I had. Now, pretty good. now I know Auburn didn't look too hot toward the end of the year, and I know they didn't look too hot in the in the, in the conference tournament, losing to Alabama and and, and uh and um God uh, Avery Johnson, but um I I I. I, I I, I still like them for what they did up until I would say uh, uh, the past couple of weeks, but they, they have yeah. you know the, the the lineup against College of Charleston, um, and then I, I feel as though that that New Mexico State may steal one from Clemson. So if, if that's the case, Auburn may be able to beat up on. Well, I'm not gonna say beat up on. Auburn may be able to pull one out against New Mexico State, and if, if that happens. Yeah. That may mm-hmm. give them the momentum to to, to defeat Kansas. Um, but yeah. yeah, but your 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 point with uh, Gonzaga in in the West, yeah. Once again, it looks like it's going to be relatively soft for them to make their way up to Xavier. Even though I have mm-hmm. Xavier winning it, um, that's one of those games that can go either way as well. But right, with, 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 like I said before within that, that part of that western bracket with Missouri, Florida State, Ohio State, South Dakota State, uh, UNCG, there's some that believe the Jackrabbits may be a surprise in, in, in that part of the bracket. I don't know if they necessarily beat Gonzaga, but there's some that think right. that South Dakota State may be capable of beating Ohio State. The Jackrabbits, the Jackrabbits, don't no sleep with the Jackrabbits yep. in South Dakota State, bro. Just on the name alone, the Jackrabbits. Got to love the name. But this is why this time of year is so great in sports, man. I mean, you got all these stories, all these small schools making a, itching to make a name, itching to make names out of themselves, uh, of themselves rather. You know, of course, with all the storylines around the the, uh, the major, the power schools, and the power conference, and everything else. This that's why March Madness is so great. That's that's why this is so awesome. I mean, that's why I'm so excited about this tournament. Uh, no matter how it shakes out. But uh, it should be good. It should be good. Yes, by the way, for those right quick who are interested who are interested in joining my group, go to on Yahoo Sports. It's called the Clown Times NCAA Challenge. Just do a search for that, uh, and you'll be able to join my group. I'll put a post a link again on Twitter. Uh, I got some people like in the group like uh Eleven Strong right now, so which is which is pretty pretty cool. Uh let's move from there, transition from something excited to something that was unexpectedly exciting. The NFL Hot Stove League. I mean, you got so many trades. I haven't seen so many trades like this in a long time in the NFL. It's it's almost like baseball. With all these trades going on, man. I yeah. mean, how crazy is this? The Eagles trading Torrey Smith to the Panthers. Um, you know, um, you know, the Browns. Look at the Browns, man. They traded for the Bills, Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Which I think they still will get a quarterback in the first at least Hopefully the first few picks of the draft, maybe not, you know. But um, they traded away Deshaun Kaiser, um, yeah. traded for Jarvis Landry. What? Mm-hmm. 
Look at the Browns trying to be serious. I mean, they probably won't win for more than five games, but five or six games. But hell, at least they're respectable on paper. Um, and then the free agent signings. Well, first of all, before I get the free agency signings, let's talk about Cleveland. What 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 do you make of these trades that the Browns make? I mean, it's almost as if it's it's, it's one of those things where you could tell how bad the previous regime was when the present regime does does all it can to undo to successfully undo what the previous regime has done. <laughs> you know, we're playing a money ball and football, which I still don't understand that strategy. Um, as well, I mean, again, they traded for a who I think is a very decent quarterback in Tyler Tell. I mean, he doesn't get the credit for not turning the ball over and being efficient, even though he doesn't have the flasher on and everything else. Getting real to Sean Kaiser, which was a terrible pick in the first place. He then traded for Jarvis Lange to give uh, to give Tyler Taylor another weapon to go with Josh Gordon if he stays off the weed. So, look, I, I'm impressed with the Browns have done with the trades. I mean, I don't know how it's going to shape out in the regular season or in the draft, but at least they still have some of their draft capital. They still have the first and fourth picks of the draft, which leads which, which me to think that they're probably going to draft the show. Um, I'm sorry. Um, Saquon Barkley with the top overall pick. You go in the backfield as another weapon, and then maybe they're out of draft a quarterback with a fourth pick, or they probably go to Bradley Chubb if he's still available to give him another pass rusher. So, so what are your thoughts on the Browns' moves, and what do you think it means going forward, so as far as the draft and whatnot? Man, it's going to be interesting. The the the, the pick that I, or the situation that happened that I think may actually keep them away. From Barkley, it's the pickup of Carlos Hyde. They went ahead and got him for what was it a three year deal? Yeah, that's deal right. For about yeah, it was about a five well, five million a year. So I'm thinking unless they want to go with a, a huge one two punch of Hyde and Barkley, even see that's one of the things too that I was reading about Barkley when it came time to uh, to a uh, 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 NFL Combine. But I just think right. it would be, oh, man, like, you, like we, I think we've said it before. You don't draft a Reggie Bush type with the top four picks, and that's mm-hmm. potentially what he was because he wasn't necessarily a workhorse, but he was a home run hitter at Penn State. And the games in which he was a workhorse, he didn't have huge games. So Carlos Hyde is more of a workhorse. Now, if they want to go ahead and have that dynamic backfield of having Hyde and Barkley, I wouldn't be shocked. But um, with, with Joe Thomas retiring and then with them trading away the remainder of their other, at one point in time, talented old line with Alex Mack uh, being traded away a couple of years ago, so that entire old line is, is, is restarting anew. Um, it's a possibility they may end up, well, God, you wouldn't want to draft the old lineman that high either. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they end up trading away that number one overall pick, unless they really believe that they're going to take a QB with those top four. It's it's, it's so many possibilities that the Browns could actually do with the draft. It's 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 I'm I'm kind of intrigued. Like you said, the moves that they made, I don't know if they necessarily win more than six games, but they're right. intriguing. And the thing that bothers me the most, I, I guess, out of all the moves they made, actually is the Tyrod Taylor move. And the reason why that bothers me is because they have deep threats now 
with Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon, but they don't have a QB that can throw the deep ball. Right. So that's, so that's what kind of leads me to believe that they may end up drafting a QB that can. So what's your boy's name out of, out of Wyoming? Uh, uh, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. There's a possibility that Allen, he, he, he wore brown in college. He may be wearing brown in the pros. You know, they, they, they're raving <laughs> about his, his deep ball ability, even though he has a low passing uh, uh, percentage, completion per- percentage. Yes. In the Mountain West. There is the West, a huge the chance that Josh Allen might be that guy because of the receivers that they have. But, like I said, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens because they, they still need to, to, to work with that O-line. I don't know how strong that O-line is now that Joe Thomas is gone. And, and now that they yeah. have Carlos Hyde back there, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to be run heavy for a long time because they still have Duke Johnson. I don't know if they're going to bring mm-hmm. him back, but Duke Johnson is very underrated. I mean, you can yeah. either, like, tote the rock or, or catch the ball from the slot. He's that talented. I think what they're going to do, what they should do, is, is hold on to Duke Johnson, use him as a change of pace guy, you know, a la, you know, uh, 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 what's the name, in, 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 in New Orleans. Like, Alvin Kamara – and uh, and Ingram, I have those interchangeable just like that. I think that's what they should do with Carlos Hyde and and, uh, and Duke Johnson, because Duke Johnson again he's very talented. So as long as they, you know, I, I think Cleveland's going to spend the majority of the draft on the draft to solidify the offensive line out of Joe Thomas is is is, is retired, which is a big blow to them. Um, surefire Hall of Famer, great player, um, mm-hmm. but. But I mean, but if you look at Cleveland's trajectory, they can get they they can't help but go up. They won one sixteen last year. <laughs> <laughs> they won one game in two years. They can't help but go up. <laughs> they can't, can't. They really can't help but go up. But I think they got a finally. I think they finally got a guy in there in the front office who knows what the hell he's doing. And John Dorsey come over. He came over from Kansas City. He he seems like he knows what the hell he's doing. He, he helped draft like Kansas last draft that you know that brought in Patrick Mahomes, who I think is going to be a star in this league. He played well last year, as mm-hmm. a rookie, and he had a great preseason last year. So it was to, to the point where people figured it was only a matter of time before they move on to Alex Smith, which of course they did. Um, but I, I really, I really like these moves for Cleveland. I think if they play it right, they probably win six games this year. I think that I think their goal should be five six wins. Develop the back, like develop the quarterback, whoever they draft. I think I think more and more is going to be Josh Allen, and acquire more weapons, solidify themselves in the trenches more, and they'll be on the up and up. Believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying that about the thing. They're saying that about the Browns, but they are, they may be onto something here. And they still and you have know what? that I, draft capital. Yes. But what I didn't realize was that they stole Chris Hubbard from you guys today. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you have Hubbard. You also picked up uh, Donald Stevenson uh, from the Broncos. Uh, the report says that they're probably going to use him uh, as, as death for the O-line. So mm-hmm. so maybe they're trying to solidify that O-line a little bit. Uh 
during free agency and won't necessarily attack it until maybe second or third round uh, of the draft. So, yeah, it once again leaves that spot wide open for one and four for Barkley and a QB. So, hey, you know what? This is a, a, and there were a flurry more, uh, and there were more free agency moves. You know, Danny Amendola going back to Miami to to, to play the Dolphins. Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler joining uh, um, Buck, uh, Mike, Mike Variable in Tennessee, which I think makes Tennessee pretty damn interesting, at least on paper. And now, I mean, well, not now, but, you know, during the weekend, Richard Richard, like, uh, Richard uh, Sherman, not during the weekend, but I think it was Monday, he signed, mm-hmm. or, was it, or was it Friday, he, he signed with the, with, with the uh, 49ers and he got released from the Seahawks. Yeah. So, San Fran is looking pretty good on paper. It seems like uh, for all the grief that he was that, that, that he took for going leaving the broadcast booth straight to the general manager's job, like, it appears that, um, oh, what's, ah, what's his name, the GM in San Francisco played for the, played for the uh, Buccaneers, John Lynch, his future Hall of Fame, John Lynch. It appears that John Lynch knows what the hell he's doing. Um, mm. To get the more San Francisco is more talented on paper. My brother texted me a smiley face. He's a big San Francisco 49ers fan. When I told him about the news of Richard Sherman, <laughs> he said he knows. He said, thanks about a big smiley face uh, emoji. Um, I mean, San Fran looks a lot better on paper now, but it's interesting to see what's going on in Seattle. I mean, I would have rant earlier, like last week, uh, that posted like Monday saying that, I mean, that was supposed to be the, do- the dynasty that never happened. You know what I'm saying? Because when they beat down Denver in the Super Bowl, was it 37 or 38, something, something like that? No, not 38. I'm sorry. It was Super Bowl 40, what was it, was it 48? I forgot. But at any rate, um, it did only to turn around and lose to New England in such agonizing fashion Super Bowl 49. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a one-yard line, Pete Carroll elects to pass it. Game and interception, we all know what happened. Um, I'm still trying to get over that, man. I mean, that was that was supposed that was supposed to be <laughs> New England wasn't supposed to win that damn game. I'm still in therapy over that. But at any rate, um, there was it was basically the Seahawks were the dynasty that never happened. That was supposed to happen, but never happened. I mean, could you imagine if, if New England, if, if Seattle closed the deal, their defense would be ranked amongst the top of all times. They were it would young. be yes. They were they were young. They were young. And they were they were peaking, and and Russ Russell was coming to his own. So and with Beast Mode too in the backfield, could you imagine another couple of seasons if they won that Super Bowl, two straight, possibly one or two more? That would have been a dynasty. No, been a dynasty. But we all know again. We all know what happened, and now starting from them trading away Michael Bennett to Philadelphia. And by the way, Philadelphia. My God! I mean, they're, I'm trying to figure out how they're making these moves, and, and they're making these big moves, and it's not costing them anything. My God! Yeah. <laughs> the rich got richer, man. The rich just oh. got richer. And you, you guys, and Giants and Cowboys, have to contend with that for the next couple of years. Good luck to that, brother. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they lose a couple of pieces, but it, it, it wasn't, in my opinion, 
enough to, to, to make Philadelphia star for a little bit. No, they just went ahead and 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 they let those pieces go. It was like, yeah, we gonna go ahead and get that off of, you know, the guys that we got who are maybe a little bit older, but they're still equally as talented, and they know that they got a short window, which means that we're going for another title ASAP, which bothers me highly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it, it, it slays me, man. Oh, it's crazy. I can't believe no. we're still saying so. I know that's why. I, that's why I, I don't say it. I don't say it. I try my best not to say it. <laughs> oh you know. boy, you and my sore Lanice, man. That's <laughs> gonna be so funny this year. She's talking so much shit. Ain't no right. And deservedly so. so. Crap. Yes. yes. And and for about so. twenty, for about twenty. Uh, what, three of those years, I was probably the main contributor of that crap? Yeah. I I, yep. I, I, I allow it. I allow it. All the smack I would talk to Lanise, <laughs> it's been a long time, and, and it's, it's deservedly so. So, you know, yeah, I allow it to well, have you know, a moment. Her, you know. I know quite a few Eagles fans from college. She's been one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what? Again, she deserves to hear she and the rest of Eagles Nation. Fly, Eagles, fly, man. Y'all, they, they, they deserve it. So shout out to the Eagles Nation. Love you, uh, Lenise. Love you lots. You deserve it. You deserve to talk as much crap as you want. And I'm, <laughs> it's going to fly after the draft. I'm just looking forward to it on Facebook. It's so funny. Um, but one last thing, man, uh, with all the phrases they moves, and one that's close to your heart. Ah. How about Kirk Cousins getting a fully guaranteed deal to fully go to Minnesota? Guaranteed. It's not official yet, but he's going to sign the deal. Three years, mm-hmm. what was it, like $87 million? All guaranteed. All fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed deal. Good yeah. for him. And you know what's good for the NFL? Because this is what the NFL PA wanted for years and years and years. Fully mm-hmm. guaranteed contract. Because you know what? It can be done. I mean, it can be done. After all these years, oh, yeah, all the thing and all that can't be done. It can't, it, it's just, it got done. Kirk Cousins got it done. And you know the other quarterbacks going to be looking at it like, like hmm. Like the hey. Ben Roethlisberger, if he decides to oh, one up one, a couple more years, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers Ryan, next year. Yes, sir. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. Yes. There you go. Yes. There you go. It can be done. It can be done. I mean, this, this is, I mean, your boy, Kirk Cousins, was a trailblazer, man. Who, I mean, who would have thunk it? Who knew? All guaranteed contract. Who knew? Who knew? Full guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Guy who was a trailblazer oh, I watched in the past three or four seasons. <laughs> now yeah. he got himself secure. He's, he's. He, I mean, no, 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 no upfront. I'll, I'll, he might have got some upfront money too, but fully guaranteed contract. Good fully guaranteed. Him. Good for him. But you, so, but, but, but but you but, know but what? what do you think it does for the Vikings' fortune now? Wow, it, it, it puts them under the uh, the, um, the the magnifying glass because it, it 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 puts the pressure on them to have to make it back to at least the NFC Championship game. If they don't right. do that with the addition of of Kirk Cousins and you get um, Delvin Cook back, 
Mm-hmm. Come on. That defense still being what that defense is, the pressure yep. is on them to at least make it back to the NFC Championship game. They don't necessarily have to win a division, but they have to make it back right. to the championship game. Because Green Bay is still but the best the, team in that division, yo. They're still the best team in that division. You know what? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> even with Aaron coming back, yeah. you know, they they may use Jordy Nelson. Who knows? It's still up in the air oh, with his decision. They cut Jordy Nelson. Exactly. See, so uh, I don't know if they re-sign him for, for a lower number or not. Um, God, that run game. I don't, That's true. They don't have a bunch of running games. You know, and, and, and can't that play defense, defense either. Exactly. So it's like, yes, it's Aaron Rodgers, but my God, man, you put a lot of pressure on that dude to 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 do it again, and now you're taking pieces away from him. So it'll be interesting to see what what Green Bay is capable of doing. But yeah, it, it really puts a lot of pressure on Minnesota to at least get to that point, if not the Super Bowl. You know what? You know what? I still tripping over Kirk Cousins' fully guaranteed contract. <laughs> I'm still tripping over. I mean, look at. I mean, he was. Denver obviously wanted him. John Delway wanted him. Uh, I don't think, in addition to Kirk Cousins not getting as much up guaranteed money as he wanted, I don't. Th- mm-hmm. I, I didn't think he wanted to follow Peyton Manning. Um, because he, like, even though they were coming off years of Trevor Simeon, Denver, that you know, that is. I mean, to mm-hmm. follow that legacy of Peyton Manning before that, John Elway, I don't know if he was mentally ready for that. So, you know, he chose – and God bless him. If he, they, if he if he's not like that, that's fine. That's, it's all good. Uh, I, think, I think Minnesota has a lot of expectations, and while it may not be the fishbowl that Denver is, um, in terms of the football position or whatnot and expectations, but expectations still going to be high and everything else, but – it's interesting. It's like they're almost like quarterback musical chairs because Case Keenan signed a big contract in Denver earlier today, or is about to yes. when the Brady uh-huh. season starts, which is good for Denver. I don't think it's long term, but I think it's good for Denver. Good for Keenan, too. He played well last year. Mm-hmm. No, just to harp on Chris, uh, Kirk Cousins one last time. Yeah. Put it to perspective, yeah, right? This is the yeah. guy – who, when he first became a free agent a couple of years ago, before he was, before he was ever franchise tagged, all he mm-hmm. wanted was at least a five-year deal, three years of that deal guaranteed for $18 million. That's all he really mm-hmm. wanted. Skins didn't want to give them to him. They didn't think he could do it. They didn't think he could play well enough. So they tagged him. Thought that yep. year was an anomaly, so they tagged him again. And now he gets mm-hmm. three years guaranteed. This dude came from wanting at least eighteen million to getting at least twenty five million for the for the for the last well for five years straight. And right. and, and, and now I'm going to an organization that wants him. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. So Yeah, he 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 was winning left and right. He he's still he's still counting his he probably won't be able to count his money until the day he dies. And he probably won't even count his money fully by by that point. Dude got a fully guaranteed deal, three years, at least eighty some odd million dollars, all guaranteed. That is such badass ring. I, I can't even put it, words to it. Other a hundred and twenty million guaranteed over five years. Yeah, 
He's winning. He's won. He's 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 been he's been winning. <laughs> At this oh, point, he doesn't man. have to play for, for money anymore. Now, now he can really chase rings. Now. At this point, if he's in yeah. a situation with Minnesota, if, if they don't win the title within the next three years, at that point he could be a higher gun because he still would be, what, 33? Yep. And if he can and keep his, his level of play high? And and it become uh, that, uh, at the time when the new CBA kicks in, if it, if mm-hmm. it, if it gets to that point. So he's yes. going to get more money. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this, is, this is really at the level of what LeBron James was doing for the NBA. Kirk yeah. Cousins is now doing for the NFL. Who would have thought it? Le- Kirk Cousins would be the LeBron James of business in the NFL. It is so funny. Oh, my God, though, your Wizards just tied Boston and went to overtime. Um, oh, wow. But anyway, we'll, we'll, get at, well, we'll get you out here on this so, so, so that you can watch your, your beloved Wizards. Um, one last thing. Tyrone okay. Matthew, the Honey Badger, just got cut by the foul. By, I mean, I saw it by the Cardinals. Yes. If you were a team, which team would you would you would you implore to have him sign with or or bring him in? Oh man, of, your, of course, your Washington I'm, I'm team. Leaning, I'm leaning for for my Washington team to, to to chase this dude. This is a dude who I wanted them to draft that year that he came out, but a lot of people didn't believe on him, and he came out and had that yep. monster rookie year. Um. Yeah. And, and they need a replacement for Kendall Fuller, um, especially a guy that can play the slot and also a vocational guy for the safety spot. But I'm just trying to think of anybody else. See, that's another thing, too. That there are talks that he may end up with the Giants because his defensive uh, backs coach is now in New York. So that may be a spot where he goes to go back there with Eli Apple, especially with them losing um, or letting go of uh, um, of DRC. Uh, so there's a possibility that he could end up being a, a replacement, a younger replacement, actually, for TRC. Why not? But that's a guy I don't want to see twice a year, especially with it being Matthew and Collins back there. God, no, I don't want to see that twice mm-hmm. a year. God, no. Um, oh, I know, but, right? yeah, man, there's tons of places. He, he, he could he could end up in, in, in Denver because, of course, with them losing um, – the, the secondary pieces, especially with, with exactly, you know, with with, with them losing um, Talib and, and I Talib, think they, did they lose yeah. another corner. Did they lose another corner? I think as well? so. I think so. I, I, so they lost a lot so, of the backfield. So that would be a good spot for him. So that could be a good spot, or another team within his division that just lost the main cog in, in Richard Sherman. He could go to San Francisco uh, to Seattle. So that could be a situation where they, they try to replenish uh, uh, their losses with the, the leagues of the boom in that secondary. So there are many places that where his services could be welcome. God, as much as I don't want to say it, Dallas is a place where they need secondary help. Oh, please. And, 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 I, I, and, I don't want to see it in that Dallas garb. <laughs> neither do I. But it, it, just, it just popped in my head that they need secondary help. And, and and that could be a landing spot for him, man. There are a lot of places that 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 could that that, that could want his services. It's all about what he's looking for financially, and how much he's going to end up with, uh, 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 how much he's willing to take, and, and and who's going to be willing to bring him on at that at that figure. 
You know what? As much as I would love to see him in black and gold, I don't think that we could afford him because, again, we got an interesting uh, uh, salary cap situation. We mm-hmm. just signed. We, we signed. We placed the franchise tag again on Le'Veon. So that's time yeah. to have a lot of space. And we're trying to sign his ass long term. I hope they get that done. But he would he he would be a he would help us a lot. But you know what? Yeah, he would. I have a funny feeling that team in Cleveland they have a whole lot of money under the cap to spend. Ooh. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be shocked if they do more than get the tires in that bad boy. Because again, I think Cleveland's looking to strike. I think Cleveland's like you know what? We need to win. We need to build the foundations, win some games now. And to bridge our future, which we have a quarterback we're drafting. But, man, I, it wouldn't shock me one bit. If it they pull that off, if they pull that off, that's seven wins at least, in my opinion. That's, a, that's another yeah. win or two for them. Yeah. <laughs> my God. So, man, who, this, who knew? I know, right? The freaking Browns. How about that? That's what the NFL free agency and – NFL Hot Stove is all about. It's a lot of fun, bro. And it's just heating up before the draft. But uh, this is fun, man. This is fun. Hey, man, let's do it again next week. Yes, sir. And shout out to Texas Southern with their win over the most hated North Carolina Central Eagles. I love that. They almost did about 20. There you go. Love Hello, it. Texas Southern. What's up? Mike what's Davis. Up? What's up? What's up? Mike Davis in the house. How about that? Yeah. I love I love Val Moulton, though. But. Yeah, he's Central, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to get out Central. He'll be all right with me. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Peace. This is my guy, Dwayne Nash. Check him out, please, on um, the Yard slash HBCU sports, sports blog, as well as Sleazy Radio every Thursday here, or Thursday night here on Blog Talk Radio. This is, a lot, this is a fun time for you, y'all. This is a big tournament. NFL hot stove league heating up. The draft is right around the corner next month. Lots to cheer about, man. Lots of exciting stuff. So, until next time, um, well, first of all, thank you for tuning in again. But until next time, peace out, old six. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.